Today, you're listening to Lauren and Brinley on the first episode of our history podcast. Today's topic is the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and effects lasting to the current day. The United States' use of atomic bombs in 1945 to stop the violence in the war invoked conflicts with other countries that would last to the present day. Following the bombing, the Soviet Union would start a war fought without physical warfare that would challenge the use of atomic bombs in the first place. Even after the brutal mass murder of Japanese citizens, the United States highly contested the use of atomic weapons would begin with conflicts with Iraq. Through the U.S. inherent bias and the idea that they do everything right, they would continue to control the world's use of atomic weapons even to today. In World War II, the United States gave the Japanese multiple chances to surrender, but the Japanese were commanded by their emperor, Hirohita, to, to fight to the death. On August 6, 1945, the first atomic bomb was dropped on the city of Hiroshima, Japan. 80,000 people died immediately, and 90% of the city was destroyed. And if that wasn't enough, three days later, on August 9, 1945, a second atomic bomb was dropped on the city of Nagasaki, killing 40,000 people immediately. On August 15, Emperor Hirohito announced Japan's unconditional surrender in World War II in a radio address. With the dropping of the first atomic bombs, the United States introduced a weapon of mass destruction, which, which killed hundreds of thousands of lives instantly. The United States took control of Japan after the unconditional surrender and dethroned the emperor, changing the political structure of Japan to a democracy. Japan's economy was destroyed along with the cities that were destroyed. Food was at a shortage, and the government began printing off money, causing inflation. With the use of the atomic bomb, a good outcome was ending the Second World War. There is a chance that if the United States did not drop the atomic bomb, the war could have continued in the Pacific Coast for a number of years. The United States could have gotten their point across by dropping only one bomb and killing only 80,000 people, but they overstepped the line and dropped the bomb, killing 40,000 people instantly. There is debate that Japan probably would have surrendered unconditionally if the United States only dropped one bomb. A bad effect of the bomb was the mass murder of Japanese citizens. Not only were people killed instantly, but people died of starvation because farming fields were destroyed, and over time, people died due to being exposed to radiation from the bomb. The ugliest effect of the atomic bomb was introducing a new weapon to the world which could destroy the human race, which would lead to an arms race, lead to another war, and threats of an atomic world war. Moving on to our subpoint, the Cold War. During World War II, the United States and the Soviet Union had a common enemy, Hitler, but were not close allies. They did not trust each other. Once Hitler was defeated, the United States and the Soviets had no reason to be in an alliance. The Cold War started when Hitler was defeated. With the United States dropping the atomic bombs on Japan to end the World War, the Soviet Union scrambled to develop their own atomic bombs as a threat in case the United States was going to use their atomic weapons on the Soviets. This led to an arms race where each country developed more and more atomic weapons to keep up with the other country. The Cold War started at the at the end of the Second World War and ended with the Berlin Wall coming down in 1989 and the Soviet Union dissolving itself in 1991. A major event in the Cold War was the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962. The United States discovered that the Soviet Union had delivered nuclear missiles to Cuba, just 90 miles off the coast of Florida, as a threat to attack the United States. 
This event was the closest the world had been to nuclear war. During the Cold War, people in Eastern Europe were forced to live under communism. Families were separated in East and Western Germany, and people in the United States lived in fear of nuclear war. There was significant political pressure when the United States and the Soviet Union were constantly threatening each other with nuclear war. At the end of the war, the Soviet Union had dissolved. During the Cold War, both countries spent significant amounts of money on their economy to develop and manufacture the weapons that could be used against each other. Jobs were provided for the research and building of the weapons. Both countries also built their militaries up in case the event of a physical war had occurred. With the disband of the Soviet Union, democracy prevailed in Russia and Eastern Europe. The world has an unnecessary number of nuclear weapons stockpiled in countries all over the world. The fear people had to live with almost going to nuclear war was the ugliest effect of the war. Moving on to our second subpoint of Iraq. The invasion of Iraq was and still is highly contested for one, the lack of evidence into Iraq's nuclear weapons and the severe death toll. War criminal, also known as President Bush, cited three reasons for the invasion. Quote, to disarm Iraq of weapons of mass destruction, to end Saddam Hussein's support for terrorism, and to free the Iraqi people, unquote. Even after the United States' use of weapons of mass destruction, they were attempting to push the idea socially and politically that these weapons cannot and should not be used. The money that both funnels the building of weapons of mass destruction and the destruction caused by them take a toll on the economy. Article 36 states how nuclear weapons present a very high socioeconomic risk that is incompatible with key sustainable development goals. Iraq's creation and possession of nuclear weapons did not allow the United States to begin their attack on Saddam Hussein's reign of terror, whom they believed to endorse the terrorists who orchestrated 9-11. By doing this, the United States believed that they were doing the good for their country. Whether that was good for their Iraqi citizens was another story. Due to the United States' use of nuclear weapons on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, as well as their pulling out of the Iranian nuclear deal, it is hard for countries such as Iraq to listen to them when they preach about not having these weapons. Being a hypocritical parent in this situation works for neither the U.S. or the children, the many Middle Eastern countries grappling with creating nuclear weapons. By far, the worst consequence of the United States attempting to gain Saddam Hussein's nuclear weapons is the death toll. That is still not completely accurate due to the government's inaccurate recording. But what is known is there have been over 182,000 Iraqi citizens killed by direct violence since the U.S. invasion. The actual number of citizens... Am I supposed to say so, villains? <laughs> Turns out civilians is a word. Um, but the actual number of civilians killed by direct and indirect war violence is unknown, but likely much higher, in the hundreds of thousands. This death toll is a direct response to the terrorism of Saddam Hussein, but also the hypocrisy that the United States on nuclear weapons. On to our last subpoint of North Korea. As of 2017, the United States, as reported by Time.com, quote, as of July 8th, the United States has 6,800 warheads, according to data from Hans Christian and Robert Norris of the Federation of American Scientists, unquote. For more than 30 years, the United States has been trying to denuclearize North Korea. When a country with more than 6,000 warheads tries to preach denuclearization, the political strength and respect is weakened. 
What is seen throughout these 30 years is that North Korea and many other countries struggle to respect a country and their leader who is still the first and only one to have actually used the atomic bomb and still has them in their possession. The economic tensions that come from these nuclear weapon issues is even larger. In the battle between nuclear weapons and denuclearization that the U.S. and North Korea have been fighting, aid that North Korean citizens need is withheld. Council on Foreign Relations states that in 2012, North Korea commits to suspend its uranium enrichment operations in Yongboyon, invite IAEA monitors and carry out a monitorium on long-range missile and nuclear testing. In exchange, the United States is to provide tons of food aid. The deal falls apart after North Korea launches a rocket and displays road mobile intercontinental ballistic missiles at a military parade. This idea of mutually assured destruction coming from the possession of nuclear weapons hurts the citizens the most and their economic needs. Socially, the country struggles to respect the United States, and the United States goes from, what, from being a world power to a hypocrite once again. The effect of being the first country to create an atomic bomb, as well as the only one to use one, has lasting effects on the decisions and impact the United States tries to make on the other countries. The United States does good by keeping their position, such as their departure from many North Korean-involved nuclear deals they do not follow, and holding their position on this same term. Now, what can be seen is that through the continued testing match between the U.S. and North Korea, tensions increase inside their future. What occurs through this is the ugly effects of North Korean and American tensions affect famine and struggling North Korean citizens directly. The effects of the United States' use of the atomic bomb creates a power struggle within other countries to try and achieve what the United States had. Thus, nuclear proliferation continues. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.